Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Dan here, along with Michael and Rob, as we do our weekly dose of propaganda clips from around the football world. Do you know what the best thing about this show is? The sponsor. Correct. <laughs> the fact that it's brought to you by Levi's List is the right answer. Levi's Listers. Uh, Why do you like them, Michael? Personal dispute resolution. Just one of the reasons. Yeah. Residential conveyancing. One of the many. Lasting powers of attorney. Don't look down. Now what can you say? Will's probate conveyancing <laughs> is all I can say when I don't look down. But... Um, <laughs> Loads of stuff, legal stuff. Le- they do do lots of legal stuff, and you don't have to go into their offices either. You can get remote appointments. There is an online booking system. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Get your 10% discount on your legal fees there. Right. We can finally do a happy propaganda. Ah, what a relief. Because we do, you know, we've reshaped this show like it's about clips from around the football world. We can actually listen to the Leeds ones now because a nice thing happened at the weekend. It's been that good. We've got two positive mega mixers this week. The A-side and the B-side. Exactly. The, the B-side is Junior Furpo. Right. The A-side is more just about general stuff. It can be that, as as was proven by, um, you know, the singles that came out in 1972, play all the way for Leeds United mm. and Leeds, Leeds, Leeds marching on together. B-side has been the one that stuck, has mm. been more popular over the years. But, the, I mean, arguably we're just saving the best to last with Furpo. Yeah. Because he deserves his own section this week, doesn't he? You think so? Yeah. <laughs> Come well, on, if not now, when? So this is a short mega mix. This is the game mega mix then. And it's quite a short one. It's like one of those songs from the 60s. Two minutes and done. Should we ever listen then and just bask in, in a bit of happiness? Got the reference I'd have made for two minutes and done, but there you go. <laughs> Here it is. A must-win game, and we actually won it. Bloody hell, that was tense. Um, definitely inside the stadium in the first half. It was it was agony. But yeah, we, we just got, got the win, even in spite of the absolute dickhead of a ref. I don't get, you know, over, overexcited over just uh, uh, one win, but I'm going to say it. Um, Grassi is the uh, second coming to Bielsa and Firpo is the best left-back we've had since Tony Rigo. The way the division is at the moment, she put together a few good wins in the next five games or so. We could find ourselves mid-table, not a lot better, so keep going, Leeds. Oh my God. 1am here and I think I've woken up the entire neighbourhood. But hey, it was worth it. We had a Premier League win. A Premier League win. West Aussie Leeds here saying we had a Premier League win. Why, oh, why are sometimes we so negative? We're staying up, aren't we? Aren't we? Thank God for that result. Jesus, we needed that. It's, I don't know, every time they had the ball, I was worried. Every time we had the ball, I was like, we were going nowhere. 
it was great to see some good touches second half from McKinney and, and from Rooter as well. You know, hopefully this is just uh, the first win of many. So uh, marching on together, boys. By no means perfect, but a lot of uh, good stuff on display there. Uh, Rooter was very good when he came on. Uh, McKinney looked good. Some misplaced passes and things, but, you know, fair play to him. He played well. All around very good. Command Junior Firpo, great to see the crowd chanting his name. All in all, extremely good. Gracia has clearly knows what to do in the Premier League. His tactics seem to be a lot better than Marsh, actually like making adjustments and stuff during the game. Uh, shutting down Southampton quite well. So yeah, marching on together up the lads. What a relief it is to have a normal game, albeit a crap one, with a normal formation and normal football. And not everyone just twatting into the middle of the pitch and hoping for the best. Fair play to everybody. Absolutely fair play to Firpo. Thank God for that. There we go. Normal. <laughs> that was the word that Grathier's former player used to describe him. And I'm all up for a bit of normality until the end of the season. Just do some normal stuff like trying to keep the ball. Yeah. Using the full width of the pitch. All those crybabies who were going about it being about Marsh's nationality and stuff. It wasn't. It was down to the football. No. And like, you know from watching decades of football that giving the ball away all the time it's not that much fun to watch is it no not at all and I, I had someone on Twitter because I retweeted the thing saying it was the best pass completion rate are you, are of, you about to dig them out here without no, of, any right of reply exactly yeah. oh good lad using your platform wisely of, well, um, <laughs> saying no, it was, no, it's not fair to compare pass completion stats in this to Marsh's games because they're the worst team in the league so, yeah but I mean that's one game and Marsh has had a lot of games and it was 10% better than his his recent efforts so it's a fairly significant difference and you can say it's a bad side but it was better than when we played Watford and Norwich last year who were both absolutely shit better than against Accrington better than against Cardiff so stuff did change and you can argue about whether or not keeping possession is and pass completion is necessarily a good metric because you can boost those stats by just endlessly knocking it about the back can't you as Mm. you know Yapstam's Reading Hmm. situation but it did it did make for a less stressful game because we just had the ball at times and didn't seem desperate to just ram it forward and get rid of it straight away. And especially the difference going from Everton to that, because the Everton game, God, mm. was abysmal. So yeah, it, it was that thing of just feeling normal again. It's funny hearing about the stress and the tension because I've only caught up with the game this morning because I was away at the weekend. So I really enjoyed just watching the game, knowing the result and taking all that out of it. And actually, watching it, we played well. They were fine. Like it was just, everyone was very solid, I thought. Nobody was bad, nobody was great, but they all just did their jobs normally. Mm. And that's good. A lack of clear-cut chances, probably, Yeah, would be the main thing to criticise it for. Southampton barely had anything either. So, And there was a few kind of half-chances. I thought Leeds kept getting into good positions and maybe not quite finishing it off or creating things or finding that final pass. But for the main part, they were good. I'll say from uh, from Dean Hammond, then, given you've just watched this game and you've got a, a fresh view of it, because Dean Hammond is on a thing called the Saints view, which is a... Hamo. Hamo. Dino. Hammy? You'd surely got Dino if you're Dean Hammond. Mm, Dino. Hammo. Hammo, fair enough. The hamster. He's on um, an internal post-game thing for Southampton anyway. This was his view of it. And I just thought, what are you on about, Dino? Um, Bit of a non-event first half. Leeds probably the better time, better team, had a few half chances. Um, And then in second half, I thought Southampton had control, really. Good moments of possession, good periods of possessions as, as well. There was a moment where they had, I must have had 20, 30 passes really, where Leeds couldn't get near them. And I thought, okay, and they may be building something here, a bit of head of steam. But no real chances, to be honest, and no real openings for, for Southampton. Didn't carry the same threat as they did last week. 
I didn't see the game like that. I admittedly have biases of my own, but no, Southampton it, didn't do anything. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't remember if they had if they at one point strung twenty or thirty passes together. It must have been with so little threat that I was happy for them to do so because I don't remember that at all. No, that doesn't ring any bells with me. It, they're, they're funny one, Southampton, because all the talk of this new manager was that it was going to go back to the stuff they've been doing under Hazen Huttle, which had worked against Chelsea, and it was you know four two 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 and all that. And then they got to half time against Leeds and had to change it because it wasn't working. And it was like, oh shit, we need something else actually now. So <laughs> they haven't got any ideas. I was listening to Total Saints. We got a clip from them in a bit. And one of the things they picked up on actually was about the tactics reverting back to Red Bull. But then one of the criticisms was there wasn't enough width and we've now bought a big striker and we need to be getting crosses in. But because we play Red Bull football, it's all down the middle. And you think, yep, I remember all this. And you wanted Jesse Marsh last week. They're the, they're the <laughs> people we heard from yeah, the previous week who were sort of going, well... They were talking themselves into it. In yeah, 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 I think I think they're quite glad to have not got him because of the way he is. <laughs> <laughs> well put. That, yes, that was a good use of words there, Michael. But anyway, Total Saints this week, uh, completely slagging off Junior Furpo, which is not something Leeds fans have ever done. How dare they? Just talking about our goal. I mean, if Bednarek um, takes, literally takes one step forward, then he probably just blocks the shot and we get away with it because it was a terrible shot. Mm. Which you would expect from your from from a left back who's never never scored on a, his right foot. Yeah, on his wrong on his weaker foot, you got a left back who most Leeds fans would say shouldn't be anywhere near their team, mm-hmm. and yet we've let him scuff one in, and all of a sudden he's now the hero, and yeah, we've and we've somehow managed to gift them a goal. I mean, I would imagine the point at which that ball crosses the line, it must have been it must have been on the ground in dead center of the goal. Mm. And somehow we've let we've let a pee roller um, yeah. just going at going at five miles an hour. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just <laughs> pathetic. And the Leeds reporters, Ellen Road, were absolutely bamboozled that Junior Firpo scored a goal. They couldn't yeah. believe what they'd seen. That's not true, is it? We've been saying for a long time. We championing his calls for. I always loved him, and I thought that weeks was a, now. I thought that was a very firmly hit shot. Yeah. Like, I could barely see it <laughs> <laughs> from behind yeah, the I mean, goal. You, you understand the frustration, don't you? And and when you're viewing opposition teams, you only ever sort of view them through the prism of what the general consensus seems to be, and it's often out of date, because obviously Junior's a modern-day hero. He is um, now. What was the song from the South Stand? Was it, you've seen Furpo, now fuck off home? <laughs> it's uh, but do we have the Furpo mega mix now, then? Oh, shall we? Are we are we shooting our bolt too early if we... Uh... No, let, let's hear some good things about Furpo now. Okay, fine, here it comes. Didn't I say last week that Furpo is a proper ray of sunshine in this relegation storm? And now look at him, scoring his first Premier League goal, ensuring that we beat Southampton, getting us the three points. We're out of the relegation zone, all thanks to him. And he like genuinely looked good throughout that game. It wasn't just one moment. He looked brilliant. I'm just, I'm so proud of him. He's such a good boy. Who were these people that ever said Junior Firpo was shit? Because it was obvious to me that he was always the reincarnation of Roberto Carlos. But, you know, that's just me. Anyway, 1-0. Great result. Happy guys, see ya. Let's keep going. What the fuck is that to Junior Furbo? In a good way. He was man of the match. And I was thinking that before the goal. And the thing that I used to call him a d- Junior Furbo is fucking brilliant. Wow, that man has somehow found some form. Thought again he was probably best player on pitch. Probably along with Robin Koch. I thought the way he dealt with, with everything in the first half was brilliant. I actually need to issue an apology to Jorginho Ruter. I don't think he's brilliant yet still, but I said some things last week that included maybe comparing him to J-Roy Grot, which I think after the performance he put in today, I can clearly say that this guy is going to be better than J-Roy Grot. So, <laughs> sorry, Jorginho. 
Uh, I think said in haste. Though. Good backtrack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you know what though? It, when when presented with other evidence, it's good to go back, isn't it? Yeah. Change your view. Exactly. Speaking of which, I um I started off looking at some Matt Letizia stuff too. It was just too depressing to put in. Right. Because he's just he's just fully bought into it. He's now doing loads of online stuff with just other conspiracy theorists. And then now he's now he's basically into every conspiracy theory. He's now. found his niche, hasn't he? He's ways. gone beyond like because he started off with just COVID stuff, didn't he? But yeah. he's he's into all of them now. Right. It's weird. It's gonna be weird in it like ten years time where people are like Really weird that Malatissio used to play football, didn't it? Do you know, like David yeah. Icke with him being a goalkeeper. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. He was a footballer. Just, just, a really good one, too. Just go get a job. Well, he did say... He's bored, isn't he? One of the things he said was his job was watching football and then around COVID, he couldn't work because there was no football, so he started watching videos. No, right. And he's, been, he's essentially been radicalised since. Uh, the um, the woman at the start who said that uh, Junior uh, Ferbo was a ray of sunshine. And such a good boy. He's such a good boy, didn't he? <laughs> it? Yeah, it, was, it was very maternalistic, was that, wasn't it? said uh, something that well relegation battle relegation storm I think was the phrase actually she used what relegation storm Jesse was right we're just there is no relegation storm it's, on the, it's behind us isn't it yeah just cruising away from that's it. it it's in the rearview mirror baby <laughs> off we go did you know J-Roy Grot is now in Japan I didn't know that no, I didn't either he sound, he's um, he signed there for Kashiwa Raisol in um, in this transfer window by the looks of it has he scored for him yet not played hmm. big in Japan etc for yes. some J-Roy Grot Content there. Considering he was uh, he was quite homesick, wasn't he? I think he found the adjustment of moving away from home to Leeds mm. was difficult. Japan's quite a move, isn't it? I mean, and obviously, was, times passed since he was but... in Denmark before that, so he's mm. he's willing to travel. Still only twenty four, could make it mm-hmm. somewhere. Maybe we've got a buy back clause. I mean, looking at his record, probably not. I had quite I had quite high hopes for uh, for him. I did, well, he looked like a real athlete, didn't he? Because he was dead young, dead tall, really athletic looking. Then he got the and it, it was pretty much the first thing he did was throw that Middlesbrough player into the stand. Yeah, he did like good. a big old shoulder barge. Mm. You went, my God, look at the strength of him. And then he got the ball, and you went, oh, yeah. I remember his debut at Forest when he came on. And everyone was like, God, look at him. And then like the left back just bounced off him. He's like, Gosh, we've found one. He's going to be amazing. <laughs> I was Forest. I was picturing a red shirt flying into the uh, go, into yeah. the stand. But yeah, never mind, J. Roy. But Brutair, yeah, he was he was watching through. <laughs> wasn't he? But Junior Furpo though, yeah, <laughs> well done, mate. It's almost like you can't make a judgment after just one. Or two games. Exactly. Victor, Victor Otter all right now. He signed him. Yeah, I mean, he's evidently a good player, but I, I think what I was saying through the week, like my fear with Leeds is that they're always building a future project, sometimes rather than taking care of the here and now. Not always. That's probably unfair. I realise that. I was a little bit worried with Ruta that he might take a bit of time to get up to speed versus, I mean, just plucking a name out there like Danny Ings, for example, who is a ready-made, drop-him-in Premier League striker. Scored a couple at the weekend, didn't he? And you just think... Have we done a little bit too much can kicking if we kick the can a bit too far down the road? But we won, didn't we? So it didn't matter. And he may still not score, though, is he? He'll score at Fulham tomorrow. He's going to start at Fulham mm. and he's going to score a goal, at least, if not more. Fair enough. Um, a couple of people on Victor Alter, actually. Uh, Holly asking what we thought of his dramatic reactions. I will say this. I think counselling would probably do Victor <laughs> some good. Mm, the, um... <laughs> Just to work through whatever it is that he needs to work through. He's a very emotional man. Yeah, the camera cuts to him at the start of the second half and he looks like he wants to just throw up at any point, even then. He looks like he had really bad ingestion. He was sort of holding his chest and like looked like he needed a big burp. And then, yeah, Kinnear was sat next to him and he kind of looks the same as well. Maybe, maybe it is a food issue because Moscow <coughs> flagged ages ago that Angus Kinnear looks like he's always going to be sick. There you go. I just thought he'd read his own programme notes. But uh, yeah, I think it's a stressful time for him all, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to allow him a, a few tears once we've won a game. It's better that way than... 
shouting at people, isn't like, it? Because it, it constantly feels like everything's on the line. I, I don't think he does himself any favours with his, his responses to the crowd sometimes. But one thing I don't think you can ever doubt is that, and I include Radazani in this, is they want the best for Leeds. It's just I'm not sure if they always go about it in exactly the right way, but mm. but on a human level, you understand the reaction, even if you think, get it together a bit, Victor, there. But then again, I saw the state of me on Saturday, and I wasn't much better. I, wonder, I wasn't crying yet. I do wonder if you should watch some games on the telly. <laughs> a telly that would end up broken. Just, in the, just in, in the ground still, but just, yeah. just go watch it in the West Stand yeah. somewhere. Special room. For a little bit. Just so you can have a moment to yourself with some, um, like with a bouncy castle in the room or something, maybe, so we can can let off some steam I just hope for everyone's sake that we stay up this season and we can all just take a deep breath at the end of it and just say okay everyone got a little bit upset we all said some things we might not have meant and we just rebuild you know for whatever the, the next lot bring the slightly missed bit on the artist celebration after the goal was that there was Eddie Gray stood behind him just giving it a big come on he's like just chat to Eddie it makes everything seems better and we'll reassure you Victor Like he knows what happens at this club and it'll be fine anyway while we've had our moments, Southampton, I mean, the point of this show is really just to, anybody who's had it worse than us this weekend, hmm. we can listen to and enjoy their their misery. Southampton, by definition, below us in the table. Accepting the, their uh, relegation, which is good. Oh. I, like, I like to hear this in a, in a rival. They're at that stage of the, hmm. uh, the grieving process. Because the Southampton fans have been quite nice about it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a mystery, to, it's a bit of a miracle, actually, that we're still in touch. Because to, for me, we deserve to be 10 points adrift. Um, it, it's a little bit more. So, you know, that, we could, that many and that's the one teams. Yeah, yeah. Some, someone could stay one up hope, this year. Yeah, someone could stay up this year with like 33 points or something like that. But we don't deserve to stay up. We, we don't deserve to get out of the bottom three. Um, mm. and, and performances like like yesterday and those other ones I mentioned earlier, they, they're the reason why. We just, we just don't, look like we've got it in us stop being so bloody reasonable good though yeah I, I'd be mm. happy to not let them not play the rest of their games if they want to just don't accept it just Fine. forfeit yeah mm. two more teams could do that with them that'd mm. be great I mean Watford and Norwich did it last year didn't they by this stage they made it fairly clear they weren't going to bother staying up so mm. it's it's only right that someone does yeah and not, not us no no not us no. if we well if we I'm not saying we won't go down but if we do it it'll be with tears and smashing stuff up <laughs> oh, probably yeah. Oh, we'll be dreadful. We'll do it properly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hopefully on the front page of the papers as well as the back. <laughs> Great. What else should we chat about then? Do we want to move on to other people or have we, uh, have we covered off the Leeds United stuff there? I think we're, there's a big question you, you're ignoring, What's which that? is, is McKenney a jacket potato? Is McKenney a jacket potato? <laughs> Jelly asks, well, he states McKenney is a jacket potato. Robust, fills a gap well, but it's a single product, not remotely flash. The only excitement is ever going to come from the sides or toppings. Interesting. I'll let you tell his dad that he's a jacket potato and he'll beat the shit out of you. I think he's a bit more exotic than a jacket potato, isn't he? Yeah, if some people did flag up, I said that his pass completion was like 91% after he said he couldn't pass. I think it, with that midfield pair as well, they're just sort of tidily efficient, aren't they? Both of them. Sometimes you just need a jacket potato in midfield. You know, mm-hmm. we've been crying out for central midfielders for two years or whatever. This is what central midfielders look like. They just kind of get stuck in and keep the ball ticking over. It's not always the most glamorous position, but... It's ranch dressing, isn't it? McKenny's really like mm. it's maybe as a jacket spud with a bit of ranch dressing on it. Mm. We, I mean, we were actually not in the jacket potato terms, but we were saying we need a bit of a, a Pablo chili and cheese, weren't we? On it on that midfield, yeah. Someone to pick passes and so he, he if he is the jacket potato, yeah, yeah. So we maybe need that a little bit of chef's kiss on exactly. top, yeah. 
I'll put it all together. It's going to be delightful, but yeah, plain old spud. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought McKinney, I thought McKinney was pretty good, and he came. In, I thought he, he didn't grow into the game. As Just well. some little moments as well. It's it's for me. It's about like his spatial awareness and his decision making seems to be pretty solid. And there were some nice things that he did in the in the heat of battle where he just turned, you know, out of trouble the right way. Just little things like that, I thought, yeah, don't mind that. Admittedly, it was a game where you could get away with stuff because they were shite, mm. which did help. Yes. Like, I was, I didn't realise how much money they paid for their massive striker as well. Oh, really? How much? I'm sure someone said it was £17 million they paid for him. Yeah, he's bad. He looked really bad, didn't he? <laughs> he was like, he reminded me of, I likened him to Edgar Charney as a, just a big old lump up top and you sort of think, is he good at anything? Because he didn't even seem to win any headers, did he? Despite yeah. being massive. It's funny as well when you've got like a novelty player like that because I think Southampton felt like, oh, we need to put a cross in because we've got mm. that big freak in the middle and it really didn't work. No, it's, it's a bit like Jay Rock. somebody just who's a bit tall freak. <laughs> a big freak. He's called, like, um, he is tall Paul though, isn't he? I think he's um, is his nickname. Oh, right, okay. It was like when the Stoke game, first game under Bielsa when Peter Crouch came on. It's the first time I'd seen him live and you just think, bloody hell. It just mm. doesn't look right. <laughs> I mean, we had Berardi marking him, who was like 5'8 as well. Climbing up his back. Which just added to the spectacle of it. But uh, mm, Great fun. Yeah, it was good. I was, I'd be happy to play against a striker like him every week. Um, there is a question from Weatherby Matt. Do we focus on playing football or do we ditch the fuck out of this? I think we're somewhere in between, aren't we? We're slightly more pragmatic in terms of how we're, we're organising, but we still looked to play football. Maybe you don't have to go full ditch ball. I think, yeah, mix just fine. Mm. And I'm also, the keeping it in corners thing we did, like the last five minutes, we just saw out through a mixture of holding possession which is something we haven't done and keeping it in a corner but that's fine I did like um, when Moscow touched on it on his match report that's on the website like we were saying that Jorginho Ruta was so effective at kind of holding onto the ball and dribbling out of that bit of trouble in the corner he actually he, he sort of accidentally found himself going towards goal I think <laughs> and then he had to yeah. turn back out of it and go, go back to the corner again it's like oh no I've created a chance here but do we want to hold it I think mm-hmm. we do um, there are a couple of people who wish us to all be miserable still. Um, Wedge and Victor Plonker. Yeah, Wedge saying, I didn't see too much of an immediate difference than what we were doing with Marsh. Not that I expected it, but a lot of people were saying that we looked different. We did well, but what a shit goal. <laughs> We'd take it all day, but we really need to start breaking teams down and coming up with some sort of attacking shape. It, I mean, it was interesting, actually, doing, I did the Phil Hayes show before we did this, like this morning, Monday morning, and Phil was saying that Grassier had mentioned in the post-match about just waiting for your moment. And he expected it to be a tight game. And we, when we got our chance, we'd have to take it. And that's basically how the game panned out. Like we were just saying then about the style of playing kind of being in between. That's kind of Gracia's sort of thing. Is like just come into the squad and see what the style of play already is. And see how the players are used to playing. And just kind of build on that and tweak things. Which is kind of... I thought we did see a lot of things that were probably similar to how we played under Marsh or Scoobs. But there were just little tweaks. Maybe like positionally. Not massive. But even one thing that I absolutely loved and nearly had me weeping with joy was um, Melier rolling the ball out quickly once mm. he claimed across yes, to yes. Adams and I think it only happened once trying in to the catch first him in, tra- in transition yeah yeah, and it was just you know under Marsh we were struggling so much to build the ball up from defence through midfield into attack and doing that thing of slowing it down that just always really frustrated me because I didn't think it made sense whereas Melier rolled it out to Tyler Adams Adams just had loads of space in front of him dribbled forward and it's one pass and we were immediately into Southampton's half I don't think anything really came of it, but you just thought, that's making things easier for yourself. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're not having to slow down and just get all confused and stressed. Like, there you go. Just do the simple, easy, normal thing. And but it makes a big difference. Reducing the stress is interesting with the keeping possession bit as well, because constantly having to try and play a ball through when it's not on, but with that being your instruction, and then having to lose it and regain possession, that is stressful. 
footballers are quite comfortable having the ball and just biding their time with it. It felt like we've been so rushed for a full year that just having someone go, you don't have to do that. If there's not a pass through the middle, don't pass it through the middle, obviously. While, while simultaneously preaching that 170 mantra of when we were winning the ball back and in our own area, Melier would hold on to it and not bowl it out quickly, which gave the, the opposition the perfect chance to fall back into their positions and, and formation to defend against us, mm. thus making it doubly hard for yourself when you're trying to force your way through. Whereas if you've got it moving quicker and trying to catch them on the back foot or transition as the cool kids would call it these days, then you do make it easier for yourself. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Should we laugh at some of the fans? Yeah, go on. Who do you want to go for first? We've got Newcastle, Liverpool or Everton. Yeah, I mean, I'm sort of always wary of laughing at people who get to cup finals because I don't mind being in a cup final. We might yet get to one and we might lose. We were saying before we were recording the sort of sneering at Man United going, oh, fine, your League Cup, oh, brilliant. <laughs> well done, you. And then thinking, I'd like to win the League <laughs> I can't be the only one, though, who it felt a bit like Sophie's Choice who was going to, uh, who you wanted to win that. Or it was more a case if he wanted to lose it. I didn't mm. really want anyone to win it. I stayed for like, I think I saw, saw Bruno Gimarash crying and then turned it off. I was like, that's what I needed to see. <laughs> I, I, needed, I just needed some tears and I'll turn it off. I didn't watch the last 10 minutes. I didn't see any of it, but yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't want Scum to win, but I was quite up for the idea of Newcastle losing. I just wanted to see a topless Geordie crying, basically. That's all I wanted. <laughs> well, I've, I found one with a shirt on crying. So we'll start actually this bit with a famous talk sport clip. It must be at least 10 years old, I reckon this. It's Mickey Quinn on... I don't know what they're talking about, but a Newcastle fan rings up. I think he's bemoaning the lack of strikers at Newcastle now and comparing them to Mickey Quinn, but he gets quite emotional. That's Mickey Quinn who scored four. Was it his debut for them in 1989 yeah. in the 5-2 defeat in the opener of the season that we got promoted from the um, Division 2? Right, here we go. William's in Tyneside. Hi, William, you're on Talk Sport. Hello. Hello, Hi, William. Happy New Year to you. Hi, yeah. What's your point, mate? Uh, there's two points I'd like to make uh, about Mickey. Mm-hmm. He played for Newcastle United, you know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. And I, I didn't realise how good he was. Oh, you're missing him. 
You're missing him clearly, based on what you got now. God, scored so many goals. <laughs> <laughs> so that was then. <laughs> this is second clip is from Trafalgar Square. But this is ahead of the game. Is for this some a, reason it was all, on Sky Sports? This clip. Yeah, for some reason they all. It's in North East thing. Sunderland do it too. They always go to Trafalgar Square yeah. when they go to London. Oh, what pub lads? Anyway, this is the same bloke, possibly. I would go as far as to say as Newcastle went to Trafalgar Square because Sunderland went there and they wanted to outdo him. Probably, yeah. Also, yeah. Sunderland have done it when it's been playoffs and stuff recently, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Which that's, is, that's when I think it happened. Yeah. Which is when it's warm. Whereas going to a stand outside when it's like six degrees. That's what they used to in Newcastle. Let's go inside, lads. Anyway, I wonder if it's the same bloke because he, he was quite emotional before the game was this fella. <laughs> Let's go and have a word with a couple of them. Sir, how are you feeling today? Nervous. Really nervous. Nervous. Yeah. You're looking emotional. I am. 60 years since I started following the game. It's in the blood. It's really in the blood. Are, are, are you confident that are you confident Newcastle will get over the line? No, we're here. It's the start of a journey. We're going. <laughs> I mean, I've been emotional at football before. I remember, you know, the first post-pandemic game against Everton mm. when we were back in Ellen Road properly. I found myself tearing up quite a bit then when um, we marched on together, came over the tannoy. In a moment of high emotion, though, I wouldn't volunteer to, to do a live, a live interview with Sky because it's not like he loses it either. Halfway through, he starts, he goes, You all right, mate? And he goes, No, oh, God. I'm completely bereft. Get that camera on me now. <laughs> anyway, okay. he didn't, he didn't, thankfully, he didn't care if they won or not. Ah, just about being there, wasn't it? Start of a journey, hopefully, a journey to some prosecutions <laughs> for, finan- for financial fair play. Yes, indeed. Um, shall we dive into another little mega mix then? Scouse Megamix such a special Megamix such a special Megamix we've got our Jordanian friend he's going to be an extra this week Okay, I thought I'd have someone different in this show this is the Red Man you may have seen Liverpool hilariously went 2-0 up against Real Madrid and then lost 5-2 so this is just the, the progression of those goals going in that you can hear goals inside. oh yes the new oh yes oh man one talk to me now oh oh Three minutes in, our new notes, Liverpool, 1-0 oh, up. Oh my God, that's what we didn't have in the final. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my God. God. Punish them. Punish these bastards. Come on. Thibaut Courtois has shit the bed. It's an absolute shambles of a goal from Real Madrid. Liverpool don't give one flying toss because Mohamed Salah pokes it in. Liverpool, Liverpool. One, two's playing really intricate football. It's the box shot. Oh, fuck me. They see, we just said said that shit right there. Kawui, you don't save them. You do not save them. This game is going to be a basketball game, Steve. Steve, oh, fuck that is some goal. Wait, oh no! Oh no! I can't believe what I'm watching. I honestly can't believe what I'm watching. That was all Bacetic, just like. It was fucking Well, yeah. Oh, but... Madrid, it's two all. Fucking stay switched on, boys. Like, I told you this game was going to be a fucking roller coaster of emotions, and I'm sat here feeling like shit now. Come on! Luka Modric's cross. <gasps> Fuck. And from 2 0 up, they put a 3 2 down. Militao, what a goal. Just two fucking easy set pieces, just killing us again. It's you know? a sucker punch at the start oi, of the second half. Oi, oi, oi. You're trying to put me in an early grave, bro. I, I, 
I used to lie in Madrid come when I was a kid. I can't stand them now, you know. You go back to Benzema, short deflection, fuck off! Yeah, 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 Jesus So Christ. fucking spawny. And Joe Gomez looks like fucking hell. What? I don't want to lose my shit, bro. Benzema goal. But he, he, he just, he's done it's, fuck it's, all all night. He's been a fucking quiet as a mouse. Benzema, round Allison, and scores. I'm done. I'm out of here. That, that, that. That is a fucking liberty. Are you taking the piss out of my life? I've never. That's shocking. That is unbelievable. That is well, well done, Real Madrid. You've absolutely took the piss. You've let yourselves down massively. Hang your heads in shame. Feels like tie over now. <laughs> Football, eh, lads? Quite a roller coaster. Well, he said it was going to be a roller coaster. He did. He? I don't think he. Roller coasters are up and down, though, aren't they, normally? Mm. That was. Just the single up and then down. The sing yeah. <laughs> and a long way down. Yeah. They're down again, a bit further. Oh, bless them. Oh, well. They'll be all right, won't they? I mean, they might not be, actually. They're quite doing quite badly, yeah, aren't they? that'd be funny. It's good value between them and Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I'm going to probably save a bit of Chelsea for the Chelsea preview later in the week, maybe, because there was just too much upset to put in a single podcast. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're not happy, is the short version. Mm -hmm. And we, I mean, we heard from Chelsea last week, didn't we? Was that the one where somebody fired a gun out of a window? That was later <laughs> in the week. The, the one we listened to was where they were calling each other pedos. And, uh, um, I mean, that that's that seems to be the way everything heads these days. Yeah. So there was that the protest outside the immigrants' hotel in Rotherham, and there was a report of that, and the little still of it. We said, both sides are now calling each other pedophiles. <laughs> was, the, was at the bottom of it, because there was a, a counter-protest. Right. Anyways, the way it goes. But I've, what I've taken from, from the Chelsea spaces, and then this one from Everton... I'm not sure Twitter spaces are a, are a good place for reasoned debate and discussion. Should we start one? No. Let's just listen <laughs> to the Everton one this instead. Is, this is the reason why not. Because you're you don't go to the match. What if you wanted the 20,000 waiting for the season ticket? I've been watching Everton for 60 years, mate, so you can't tell me I don't go to the game. Why are you on the space? You can't get a signal, you mong. You're on the fucking space, you little kids. Yeah, because I'm, I'm here to rip certain people like Dan Space, lad. You don't go the fucking game with chat shit like you do, so fucking do one. I tell you what, I, got, I tell you what, why don't you go to the cock buffet, grab a hot You're all foreigners, lad. You don't even speak fucking scout, so fuck off. Oh, fuck off, you you thick-headed twat doesn't mean that I don't love fucking everything. Fucking you off. Who's a foreigner? A fucking scouty You don't go the fucking game. Probably some fucking witness, you little bell end. You must be as thick as you fucking sound. Thicker than fucking pig shite, you ignorant piece of shit. Fuck off. Oh, don't you, don't you get rid of whoever's doing that. Fuck off, don't you. Can I open your pedo? Lad, go and get back on the beds, you soft. Fuck you, the beds, you fucking split. Split. You're all look after Big D, Dan Space, lad, fucking Sam. Big D doesn't even know the game, he's a bus driver. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm not sure quite what was going on there. <laughs> I just had a lot of back and forth of insults. You're probably from Witness, was my favourite. <laughs> my favourite insult. I don't, know if that's a, I don't know if that's a bad thing. Accusing someone of being a bus driver as well. <laughs> Great fun, that. Good, though. You can't, I, I love the childishness of just going... Blah, 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 blah. Like, you can't come back from that. <laughs> Very good, though. 
did. <laughs> Everton lost, though, didn't they? They that did lose, yeah. Suddenly, the old new manager bounces over. Thankfully, we're not, not going to experience anything along those lines, are we? Should be illegal. No. Um, some more propaganda over on Propaganda Extra, some bonus clips and bits and whatnot. Um, and we will uh, we'll reconvene over there. Um, what else have we got coming this week? Match ball after the Fulham game, of course. Late into the night. Hopefully, it doesn't go to penalties, otherwise, we might set the alarms off here. Oh, God, that's true. I thought about that. Might be. Um... Either in an alarmed building with them roaring away in the background or us in a car. So we'll, we'll locked, see how we get on. Locked in for the night. Right. Thank you for uh, for joining us on this one, watching and listening. We will speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.